0: To Ottawa now, where today the debate began over the government's decision to invoke the Emergencies, Emergencies Act inside Parliament. The Canadian Civil Liberties Association is suing the federal government, calling the use of the act unnecessary, unjustifiable, and unconstitutional. Meanwhile, outside Parliament, in a blizzard no less, there's a storm warning in effect for Ottawa tonight. Police are beginning to tighten their grip on the ongoing blockade now in 21 days. They made several arrests this evening, including of protest organizers Tamara Leach and Chris Barber after issuing warnings that action was imminent. Here is Interim Police Chief Steve Bell a little earlier today. I implore anyone that's there, get in your truck. We will navigate safe passage for you to leave our city streets. We want this to end this demonstration to end peacefully. We want people to realize that it is coming to an end and not require us to escalate in terms of how we look to deal with demobilizing it. That is Ottawa's interim police chief, Steve Bell. Police have also set up some 100 checkpoints around the so-called red zone, really to prevent anyone other than residents from coming in and out of the area. That, of course, as we head into a family day weekend uh, in Ontario, and offices the expectations that others may arrive to join the protests. Meantime, uh, protesters, for the most part, say they're going to stay put. We'll see what happens uh, now that the leadership of the protest has been arrested. Well, joining me now is Stuart Prest from the Department of Political Science at Simon Fraser University. Stuart, thanks so much for your time. What a busy day. Oh, it has been. A lot has happened in the last few hours. I mean, just from a security standpoint, obviously they had identified, they knew who the leaders were. Uh, You know, the the leaders of the convoy have been very visible. Uh, But we've certainly seen police start to execute a plan over the last 24 hours that's very different from what we had seen before.
1: Absolutely. And they've been telegraphing this for the last uh, day or so that this was uh, coming and giving uh, a fair bit of advance notice to the the, the protesters, uh, uh, the occupiers in Ottawa, that uh, things were going to change and that they would face arrest if, if they stuck around. And and lo and behold, that is exactly what's happening now. So it seems like this is a, a measured response from the police, but it is a uh, one we, we would expect would be sustained and even accelerated in the coming hours.
0: To understand the dynamics of the group, I know you've been watching this. Um, To arrest what would be thought of as the leadership, will that have the impact on this group that it might have on other groups where there was more of a defined leadership structure, for instance?
1: Well, it wouldn't necessarily uh, completely undermine, say, a command and control structure. Given that it is such a disaggregated and decentralized movement, there there are leaders at at the core of, of scheduling the the event and so on. But uh, many of the the protesters who showed up to, did so of their own accord, and so they're they're going to make their own decisions about whether to stay or go. And some may look at this and say the writing is on the wall and now is indeed the right time to to leave before they join uh, the ranks of the arrested. But it, there's no uh, sort of switch that can be flipped where uh, a single leader de- declares that uh, because our, our leadership is under arrest, the rest of us are either going to stay and and fight or we are going to uh, uh, turn our tail and, and head back to, to wherever we came from. It's going to be more of a, a, a truck by truck decision, I think.
0: When we look at what's unfolded this week, we've certainly seen, you know, the heavy, heavy hand of the law drop down on on this blockade, whether it be through the Emergencies Act, uh, the financial penalties, uh, the police moving in. Uh, Are you surprised it took this long?
1: I really am. Uh, I thought that this would last maybe a weekend and then and perhaps a week it's pretty clear that by the time that first weekend was over though the the problem had uh, or the, the the demonstration the, the protests had turned into something else something more akin to an occupation or sustained civil disobedience and uh, uh, and so at that point when when uh, a, a large group of, of people are uh, clearly in violation of any number of, of laws uh, you would expect uh, the the, the police response to be measured and you'd want to see a, a minimum of force used, but but there would be some move at some point to restore the, the rule of law. And we just didn't see that for for multiple weeks. And in indeed we saw uh, police uh, even after there was a declaration of uh, uh interdiction on on fuel supplies, uh resupply runs and so on, we saw that continue to occur. So the, the police response was very slow and ramping up here. And I think one of the big differences, perhaps even more important than the emergencies Act, is simply the change in leadership in the, the policing in Ottawa, where um, uh, Steve Bell is now the interim police chief, and we see a, a real integration of uh, Ontario Provincial Police and RCMP in the in the, the management of the response. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. I guess that was was going to be my next question is we have seen a change in leadership. I I suppose you could forgive, in some senses, you could forgive people on the blockade for for ignoring the pamphlets that were handed out yesterday saying, you know, this is imminent because for weeks they've heard a lot of tough talk and seen very little tough action.
1: That's right, and we do have these sporadic pictures, even of uh, of uh, police forces in and around the Ottawa area area expressing some some forms of support and and uh, almost lighthearted exchanges between police and, and protesters. So I think they had been given some some reason to think that they would be treated uh, uh, lightly by the police in the the previous weeks, and so this change in tone. Uh, it's not surprising that it took some demonstration for that message really to sink in.
0: Clearly there are still concerns about who remains on the site. We know there are children on the site uh, that's been talked about at length. Um, we know there's a lot of fuel uh, still we expect, uh, suspect around the site. This is obviously has to, is a very delicate operation. It will take, I gather from the police, interim police chief, this is going to take some time to unfold.
1: Right. I think uh, some of this is, is just uh, the pure logistics of it. When you allow uh, several hundred trucks to, to park uh, bumper to bumper in downtown Ottawa, that, that takes some time to put into place and once once it's allowed to occur it takes some time to unwind it, even if everybody is supportive fully on board with the effort to to end the the, the downtown occupation that's not going to happen overnight we have to move these uh, these uh, series of trucks out and and that's with full cooperation if there are pockets of of those who are looking to stay and and resist to the end and to continue a, a form of and, and maybe very peaceful civil disobedience simply not uh, responding to police orders that that will take that much longer so it's it's clear there's been a a turning of the tide and we're closer to the end than the beginning but it's not like this is simply going to be overcome friday or saturday morning
0: because i understand under the emergencies act now anyone taking part in that blockade is now doing something illegal technically is that correct
1: uh, yeah there and this was even uh, uh, possibly the case with the declaration of the uh, the state of emergency by by the province earlier uh, last week as well there's there was not a lack of, of things to be enforced in this situation what seems to be uh, changing here is the urgency with which uh, law enforcement is is responding and the the declaration of the emergencies act uh, by the federal government gives additional tools and uh, can uh, create a, a, additional uh, uh potential infractions related to say uh bringing children into into the site and so on but in the, the broad strokes of it uh, uh, occupying downtown auto for weeks on end is not a legal act and and so now we're seeing that uh, that reality uh, be, be uh, uh, dealt with by, by the police. But again, as we've been saying, this was a long time coming and it will take some time to, to, to fully work out. And eventually everyone who is there uh, will either be driving themselves out or walking themselves out or we would expect to, to find themselves under arrest. It seems like that end is here now.
0: We have seen over the past weekends, and we're heading into a long weekend, uh, both here in British Columbia where we are, but also in Ontario, Family Day weekend, I guess there was some urgency then to try to wrap this up before others could come and join, as they have been doing uh, over, over weekends, specifically a long weekend.
1: Right. A long weekend and uh, potentially one in which that demonstration effect would have emboldened other uh, uh, Canadians who potentially were frustrated, but not necessarily feeling as as radicalized as some of the, the members of, of this occupation in Ottawa uh, clearly have felt. If, if there's a sort of demonstration effect that you can simply come up to a crit- critical piece of Canada's transportation infrastructure and and blockade it without seeing there seeming to be any significant repercussions, then others may think, well, perhaps uh, that's something uh, I'll, I'll try as well. So that that, that can create a, a situation where it's emboldening actors. And now we're we're starting to see, I think, the, the reverse effect where it's pretty clear that particularly at border crossings, but now in, in Ottawa as well, that uh, the the continued um, blockading. Of uh, transportation routes, uh, while the, the right of protest continues to exist, and, and Canadians can can make their voices heard, they can't do it in a way that will uh, violate the rights of other Canadians in in uh, on a medium term, long term basis to be able to move goods and services in themselves, really.
0: Uh, Certainly, the Emergencies Act, as it was brought in, was part, in part, also to make sure that other critical infrastructure, specifically, I would imagine the Ambassador Bridge in Windsor, uh, linking Windsor and Detroit, that there were no renewed uh, protests at those sites.
1: Right. And I think that, in some ways, was the real wake up call here, where. Strange to say the, uh, the loss of some streets in downtown Ottawa, while it was extremely inconvenient to the people uh, living in Ottawa and, and potentially dangerous as well. The, the blockade of something like the Ambassador Bridge, which is uh, absolutely vital to a significant chunk of the, the Canadian economy, really got uh, policymakers' attention and I think was one of the factors that really raised the stakes and, and led to an escalation both in the provincial response and then this week in the, the federal response as well.
0: I've been speaking with Stuart Prest from the Department of Political Science at Simon Fraser University. We've been talking about police in Ottawa tightening the grip today on the ongoing blockades, including arresting leaders uh, Tamara Leach and Chris Barber. I want to move inside Parliament today because there was quite a bit going on. There was a debate over the Emergencies Act. And uh, what did you make of the tone of that? And and where are we at with, uh, I gather there's a vote coming up on Monday. How might that work out now that we've seen some movement outside?
1: Well, it seems like the, the lines have been drawn between the, the parties, and uh, uh, when that vote comes on Monday, it is uh, likely to succeed. The The Liberals will carry the day with the support of the NDP as they have so often done on these contentious votes throughout the, the their, these periods of minority government. Uh, the, the conservatives and, and the Bloc Québécois are both, uh, uh, it seems, staunchly opposed to the Emergencies Act as a form of of government overreach, essentially invoking uh, powers that either were were not necessary or that uh, were were undertaken prior to exhausting all other avenues. And so, so the, the government is coming under uh, substantial criticism for the action. But but then again. And given how long the uh, uh the, the the occupation of ottawa has uh continued and and elsewhere in the country there there was real pressure from various quarters outside the house to 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 act given that uh, no other level of government seemed able to to resolve the situation
0: um, how reluctantly are the NDP supporting this it felt very reluctant today at least in words
1: oh certainly they uh are uh, effectively saying uh, this is a failure of, of leadership and that uh, it is uh, only because the Liberals have so often failed to address the uh, the underlying needs of, of uh, Canadians that uh, we are seeing this uh, this turn come to pass and having to take uh, recourse to, to this kind of action. And so uh, on the one hand, uh, Mr. Singh is, is talking about the idea of people feeling abandoned by governments and, and left without any kind. Kind of help, and then uh, saying that, that that has led that has fueled the kind of anger and frustration we're seeing on display. But at the same time, uh, essentially concluding that the government is right in in taking on uh, these powers to to respond to this situation now that it has gotten to this point. So trying to walk a fine line, but I don't think the NDP is in uh, any position to to fight yet another election over this this issue and. I think, in part, given that the NDP support is more or less assured, that certainly frees up the Conservatives and, and the Bloc to be as vocal as they like in opposition. Even though I'm not sure the Conservative Party would like to go to an election at this moment either, given that they're in the middle of a leadership campaign themselves.
0: Yeah, it certainly felt like a lot of talking today and not a whole lot of uh, policy making uh, in, in Parliament. Ultimately, for the Liberals, do you think this is this was good politics and good policy, or was it, or was it? Because, I mean, we saw the Canadian Civil Liberties Association today suing the federal government, announcing they're going to sue the federal government, calling the Emergencies Act unnecessary, unjustifiable and unconstitutional. So they are getting some pressure. Do you ultimately think it was a good move by the liberals to, to bring this in?
1: Well, it's a bit of an, uh, an uncomfortable fit, if you want to put it that way. So, what we have is a situation in Ottawa where um, I, I think it's fair to conclude that the the municipal government was unequal to the task of responding to to this problem, and and the Ottawa police, in particular, just seemed unable or unwilling to 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 deal with the situation that had presented itself. And while we saw some support from from the Ontario government, uh, much of their attention seemed more focused on sites like the Ambassador Bridge, and so. That left the the liberals in in this awkward position of, uh, in a sense, becoming politically increasingly responsible for the situation in in Ottawa, even though it was not their direct jurisdiction. Maintenance of of local safety, even in the capital of the country, is is a provincial uh, responsibility, often delegated to to the cities. So it was a, a situation in which they were becoming increasingly uh, politically vulnerable for this ongoing crisis. And I think uh, there isn't uh, and. I an ideal policy tool to allow the federal government to step in in a situation like that, the Emergencies Act is arguably the closest thing that exists, allowing them to provide additional support and to uh, take some some measures that other uh, levels of government would not be able to do, such as the the blanket freezing of, of assets and uh, and uh, making it much more difficult for those taking part in the protest to to maintain insurance of their vehicles and so on. So so there were some things that the Emergencies Act is, is definitely uh, enabling that that was wasn't happening before but i think as much as anything it is this this tool to signal to to everyone else that uh the stakes are are, are high that this is gone on too long and something else needs to be done and and, and lo and behold we see uh, much more vigorous action underway now at, at the municipal level on the part of ottawa police and the opp and the rcmp on site so i think it's I don't think it's necessarily the ideal use of the Emergencies Act, but I also don't know that they had any better options on the table given the, the, the policy uh, uh instruments available to them. So uh, I, I'm not surprised the, the federal government is being criticized for this. I'm not surprised that they took this action. And uh, I think uh, this will be a debating point for some time. And I think, I hope actually once the, the dust settles that we we reflect a little bit on what actually would be a, a better policy solution here. When, when we have a, a level of government that doesn't seem able to respond, what do we want as, as a country, the federal government, to be able to do in, in those kinds of situations? I think that's a, a good question that we ought to ask ourselves.:
0: Yes, this is certainly a, a situation where there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of sort of uh, hindsight, I imagine, a lot of uh, a lot of analysis of what went wrong and how best to fix it if it ever should happen again. Uh, Stuart Press, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it.
1: Well, it's my pleasure anytime.